Indigenous community. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Curious, a podcast where we want to create diversity in thought without creating division in community. Um, I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. I'm the care pastor here at Hill City, where we are recording this and every episode of the podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, teaching pastor, lead pastor, uh, sometimes golfer, John Wagler. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes golfer. Oftentimes golfer, yeah. <laughs> John, what's going on, man? Had a rough loss in my basketball game last night. Actually, I was mm. really disappointed. So I'm 44. I think I'm the oldest guy in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm playing against a bunch of 20-somethings. But... Um, so my competitive juices get going, and our team's just not good this year because of stupid COVID. Like oh, we yeah. have like three guys that normally play mm-hmm. um, are not playing, and I'm just frustrated after every game because we just had to pick up some dudes that I. They're super nice guys. I just don't love playing with them. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening I to know. this podcast. Sorry if right you now. are. Actually, I mean that's fine. <laughs> I'm still bitter about last night. So you are fine. baffling to me. <laughs> um. What uh, so low this week was a big big L. Yes. Last night, any highs? Yeah. What is, what's a good thing that's happening? Where's the W? Yeah, you know, I would say a good high is I I've I've just been in like a good rhythm of listening to some books recently, and that's mm. just been like. Seems like a good time for a book recommendation. What's one that you really liked? Um, what's the most recent one? I I told you the friends, partners, and lovers one. Oh yeah. It was just like a. It was like a good quality listen. I, yeah. It was not, you know, groundbreaking. It right. was just like, this is a good book for like people that are like dating or, or honestly, anyone who wants to be either married or mm. like is married. And I was just like, this is like just solid. When's the last time you read a, a fiction? Uh, never. Oh you never God. read a whole book of fiction? I, I oh man, I'm I having a, I'm of... having a deep moment of understanding <laughs> about you right now. I, I have like, thought about it and <laughs> I've even like I think I started one one time and I was just like I don't want to and so um yeah I mean that that could be a design flaw in me I just um yeah. but you'll get there yeah I just haven't one day you'll reach the end of like intellectual wisdom and you'll have to read like war and peace <laughs> oh man it's been a long time yeah outside of school that's wild yeah that's wild um cool what yeah. about you um yeah, uh, it's been highs and lows. What are they? They're the same. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. All things are connected. Um, uh, it's been fine. We've been struggling with the school thing. So we're our kids go to Richmond Public Schools, which we've always had a great experience with. Um, but they have made the decision not to go back in person pretty much at all. They're, they're definitely they're making some concessions for kids with special needs, which right. I think is great. Um, but it's, you know starting to wear on us a little bit yeah <laughs> so that's definitely that's a low bad. um a high would be i'm also reading some really cool books i try to mix it up um so i'm reading uh this book called wisdom jesus which it's interesting because like i don't feel like i read books that make me feel deeply challenged very often which i know is a thing we tell people to do but even i think when you recommend me a book and i don't fully agree with it mm-hmm. i'm able to compartmentalize like i like this part sure i i, I i'm not it's almost like I'm not challenged. I just flat out don't agree, but that's okay. Yeah. This is like there are parts of this book where I'm like, I legitimately do not know what to think about this. And for anyone who knows me and all my thoughts, it's hard for me to not know what to think about a thing. <laughs> um, so I'm reading that, and then I started reading Anna Karenina again, which is a book literally the size of the Bible that I've never fully finished. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get there. 
And, okay. And I'm learning Russian, so maybe one day I'll be able to read it in the original. Leo Tolstoy. Wow. <laughs> um, aren't I fancy? <laughs> so today we're going to continue our um, series on relationships by talking to two real live single men, um, just like we talked to some single ladies last time. But before we get into that conversation with our friends Kevin and Adrian, we're going to do our new segment for 2021. So this has been in the feed, and we mentioned it last time, and it might actually warrant a whole uh, episode. So if if you want to hear more, I guess write into us and let us know. Um, but people have been talking about this Britney Spears sort of mini documentary that came out, I guess, about a month ago or two months ago now. Yeah. Um, we both watched it and have an unbelievable amount of like interest in what we saw. Um, so I guess, John, you tell me first, what what did you feel like you saw? Like you're watching it, you and Lacey, I assume, sat down and watched it. What was your big like, whoa, like takeaway from it? I, you know, man, there were, there are several. I, I think, you know, you, there's the family dynamics that are just oh, like yeah. so messed up and how celebrity and money, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Um, I, I think one of the things that really jumped out was um, how insane we are around celebrities mm. um, with a paparazzi with this incessant need to know certain things about mm-hmm. them and don't care about when they break down or mm. whatever. And and I and the reason why I say like it's everyone because like I started thinking about like during that season of time when she was shaved her head mm-hmm. and everything and I was like, you know what? Like I remember being like almost like poo-pooing it a little mm-hmm. bit. Like in like a oh she had a breakdown kind of thing. Or I remember like participating in looking at things about mm-hmm. it. And I was just thinking to myself as I was watching, I was like, man, she was hurt. Yeah. Broken in in like the lack of awareness that we have about how people are hurting and broken and mm-hmm. stuff like that is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean the level of so the family dynamic was interesting because I I commented to Jenny while we were watching it. I had never considered the difference between legacy celebrities where like mom and dad were also maybe semi-famous actors or at least like in the industry and the difference between that and like no i i was on star search and then i was on the mickey mouse club and like my family is a working class family from a very working class part of the yeah and like how you just nobody really knows how to deal with it whereas and this is true of more celebrities than we think if you look back at their parentage like their parents are at least entertainers or writers or producers like they understand how it works and that doesn't always mean that they turn out better or worse but like um they understand the dynamic of like this is what it is to for people to recognize who you are yeah um and i think my big takeaway though was like in, during this dating series we've been we've been sort of touching on the idea that like look in the grand scheme of things Dating's not is a new thing, like it. It has been arranged yeah. type marriages for longer, much much longer than it's been this idea that you meet someone and fall in love. In the same way, like the monarchy system, like the the royalty system, is the pro, still in the timeline of Earth <laughs> is like what we had for most of the time. This idea of like democracy is new. So this idea that that we've in like two or three generations bred out this need for kings and queens. Um, is probably naive. And so celebrities are our kings and queens. Yeah. 
And, you know, the only thing we love to do more as, as people who are constantly exercising our free will, um, like a kid who's found his dad's gun, um, is the only thing we love to do more than worship kings and queens is to drag them into the square right, and, and cut their heads fail. off. Yeah. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, is it like, and so it's almost like these poor, these people, these poor people that <laughs> we, that are good at singing or a good actor or whatever, or just like their parents were rich and they have a social media presence or whatever. Um, some of it is definitely like, well, you are participant, you're an active participant in this, but also some of it is they are like these scapegoats in which we can play out this building of idols and melting of idols down mm-hmm. without regard for the fact that they're human beings yeah, and not golden calf <laughs> yeah. statues. It's, it's wild. crazy. It's it, a it, wild cycle that totally. we totally, yeah, it's, man, it's dumb. It's crazy. But, and it's also, I think good for us to have, especially in like kind of cancel culture times, um, I think that it's good for us to see the humanization of like, because let's be honest, cancel culture is not not a totally new thing. It's just a new name for something that we've kind of always had for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And like when she appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone and her underwear, what or like you know in that kind of provocative picture as a teenage girl, like that was problematic for a million different reasons. But like she was definitely seeking to be canceled. But then to hear her and her family's version of like how that picture came to be, she truly was just like, you know, we ascribe, um, our human minds just want to ascribe uh, uh, meaning and value to things that we don't understand. And so we always jump to like, this is this orchestrated thing of child, yeah. of of selling, and like, I, I think it was just like a bunch of people not really taking responsibility for what they were doing and her just being like, I don't know, I'm just trying to like, represent every teenage girl and and make them feel like yeah. somebody understands them yeah there's a lot there, there'd be a lot to dig in with, <laughs> with mean, all truly. of that stuff but like there i agree like there's yeah there's so many levels to that documentary and conversation pieces that you know i think are a big deal and like even like the whole canceled thing like it's not like that Brittany was flawless and all this stuff and no. didn't make poor decisions and, and all that stuff too. But man, like some of the other elements to the documentary of just seeing what people in power were doing and all of that. It anyway, it's a lot. It is. And I would just, I, again, like if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Yeah. I but think that's I, the big takeaway is you should probably watch yeah, it. Yeah. And I also think that like, I would say like, be <laughs> just be aware yeah. of how you're participating in this stuff. In any, you know I mean? in any celebrity in any culture. Ce- yeah. Because yeah. we also talking about Ravi Zacharias last totally. time. Like, yeah. This all is tied together. <laughs> and if you're a person who wants a social media presence and like be aware of how this stuff works, yeah. you know, and like what it does to you and, and everything else. Um, I, There's one other thing I want to share from the feed that you won't care about, but I just thought it was random. And if someone likes sports who's listening. So Terry Bradshaw was one of the best quarterbacks of all time during his era. And in 1983, this is just like a bizarre thing. Yeah. In 1983, he got elbow surgery, but he used a, um, a fake name in the hospital because he didn't want anyone to know mm. that he was in there. So here's the best quarterback of his generation, and the name he used was actually Tom Brady. <laughs> that was the fake name he came yes. up with? Now, is Tom Brady's name really Tom Brady then? It is. That I, It was just like a random thing I saw in my feet. I was like, that's crazy. That's mean, insane. It's, it's just a weird thing. Life is a simulation who is the terry okay so now let me tell you terry bradshaw is the dreaming dreamer and when he wakes up we're all going to be blinked out of existence 
Oh, man. All right. Well, um, uh, that's into the feed. And now we are going to go into our main conversation with our friends, Adrian and Kevin. Y'all know we stay curious over here. All right. Well, uh, we are here to have part two of our conversation with what, what was deemed somehow last time as singles in the wild, <laughs> which seems like a lot, but I feel like maybe Natalie said that. Um, and we're here with our friends, Adrian and Kevin. Guys, how are y'all doing? Good. Doing well, great. Good for awkwardly like having to sit in this tiny room with these microphones in your face. <laughs> um, and so you all are, you know, sort of part of our community, part of our friend, extended friend group, and, um, you know, both currently single gentlemen. Um, so before we kind of get into the questions and stuff, um, we'd love for you all to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves, kind of the the me and me in an elevator pitch kind of thing. Um, you know, name, age, um, and sort of, you know, what you do in, uh, for work and what you do for fun and all that good stuff. Um, Adrian, why don't you go first? Cool. My name is Adrian Robertson. I am, I grew up in Richmond. I'm a military brat, so I was born in North Carolina, moved to Maryland, uh, but most of the time was spent in Richmond. Uh, currently, I am a graphic designer working in IT at VCU Health. I train and uh, develop training modules and things like that to help train the clinical staff. Nice. And um, you are currently single. Yes. And marital status is single. <laughs> yeah. I am dating, though. Oh, okay. I'm dating someone. Okay. Who? So tell us a little, uh, anything you're, uh, like, how did you meet this person? I'm sure they probably I've don't met want on you, like, doxing date- them on this <laughs> podcast. On a dating app. I'm not going to drop any name because <laughs> 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 I might get back to it. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to drop. <laughs> no, um, met on a dating app. Okay. Uh, she is an attorney. Okay. Works over at Hancock Daniel. Okay. Uh, she's from St. Kitts and Nevis. Where is that? Where's that? That's like near like Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. The BVIs in it. Was that BVIs? The um, British Virgin Islands. In right. Like it, it, it is British colonized. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know it's near Puerto Rico. Ish. Kind of. And how long have you been seeing this person? Uh, we met in August, and so we were just kind of talking casually for a while, and yeah. kind of picked up. Yes. What dating app, if you don't mind me asking? Hinge. Okay. Yes. Looking for investment opportunities in the stock market. <laughs> <Right>. Bumble, <laughs> Bumble just dipped Bumble like twenty dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> right. Um, cool. Kevin, give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Kevin. I'm 36 years old. Born and raised here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, do a lot of different real estate stuff for a living. Um, have the privilege of hanging out, and mentoring a bunch of high school kids, and uh, just serving here at Hill City. So. That's kind of the... That's awesome. And are you also currently dating anyone? I am not. No. I am currently single. Sing, single, single. Single, single. Not single. just single. not marital. Capital S, Not single. just marital status. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so uh, I do want to know, though, like, are you on any of the dating apps? Do you do the dating app thing? I am currently not. Currently not. Is that for you? I think, like, it's more normative the younger a person gets, right? So, like, you and I are the same age. Um, so for you, like, because you can remember dating before dating apps, right? it would feel, do you feel like it's like more of a jump for somebody in 35 or over to get on on them? I don't know. I've been in, I've been on them before years ago. Um, however, I'm like, you know, being the type of person I am, I love to to meet people, Mm -hmm. you know, face to face and so on and so forth. And there's probably like a pride element to it as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like, I don't want to meet someone on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's gotta be hard. Like I do think that's gotta be like a hurdle to get over for people. Like especially if you're 
in your 30s mm-hmm. and up because it's not the normative thing that we anybody grew up with you know but i was gonna say like kevin's personality is a dating app like do you know what I mean like a just like a sentient dating yeah app. you like he's like i don't know if, if you've ever been with him like out it's like there is no such thing as a stranger yeah. so hi. yeah hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. yeah adrian do you feel like we have written questions and we're gonna get to them but yeah. now i'm just thinking about it like um earlier off mic you were talking about how you have kind of liked working from home as yes. a graphic designer and stuff do you feel like you're a little more introverted. I I can be okay. I can be introverted. Yeah. I think I, I think yeah. My my nature is introverted. Right. But I have definitely very extroverted ways too. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a spectrum, right? Like yeah, we don't want to ambivert. Something like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Um, did you do you feel like there's a level of like comfortability for you as somebody who's I mean lots of people aren't as extroverted as Kevin, right. um, but right. uh, like as a level of comfortability of like managing meeting people um as not like a work the room type of person on the dating apps or is it kind of like i use the dating apps because that's what's available but i wish that i could xyz i feel maybe i have a better shot on a dating app okay you know because sometimes you can be nervous in in -hmm. person you know Mm -hmm. i can be introverted um and i have to like psych myself up to talk Mm -hmm. to people sometimes yeah um and so you know, I'm, I'm nice with the Twitter fingers. You know? I like that. <laughs> I like that. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of comfort there. I was judging it for a long time, too. Actually, I joined because it was like, as a joke. Because uh, one of my good friends, I'm not going to say his name, was on one. And then I was like, what are you on this thing for? So I joined it just curi- out of curiosity and yeah. started meeting people. So, Interesting. You know, it's not that bad. Interesting. That's, that's. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I like feel like Do you we think could just talk about that. <laughs> if you weren't married, Matt. Do you think you'd be on one? Yeah. I mean, I definitely would because, but also, even though Kevin and I are the same age, um, and I definitely didn't grow up with dating apps, I was also, by merit of being, like, involved in underground culture, a very early adopter of social media. Right. So, like, I was on, so a lot of people don't know this, and we won't get super into it, but most of, like, the structure of current social media is built off of a really, really dicey website that used to exist called Makeout Club. <laughs> and Makeout Club was started by a punk dude. Um, like, a dude, he was a singer for this band called Panic. It's a guy, Gibby. Um, so I was on Live Journal. I was on Makeout Club. Like, I was mm-hmm. on them, on, like, apps, making friends right. and also dating really, really early on, for better or for worse. So I think for me, it would have just been a natural, like... Yeah. progression I wouldn't have felt like all of a sudden oh this is the new thing so this is how I got a date yeah. um, would I <laughs> would it be a huge challenge for me <laughs> yes probably in, in as much as like it feels like it's pretty easy to abuse um, yeah. you know mm-hmm. and maintain your integrity I don't yeah. know what some of the newer ones are but the, the like swiping and just like casual encounters type aspect of it seems like it's a constant yeah um temptation so yep. i'm very I, glad i don't have to manage that <laughs> i definitely just like as soon as uh being the person i'm dating right now i got even sort of kind of serious i just deleted my profile i was totally. like i got it yeah because yeah. the, there's a temptation to just sure you know yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah. yeah i think even the like safer one like bumble where the woman has to reach out or whatever like mm-hmm. i think inherently they just have good but then inherently they have like a meat market like aspect to them of like where i'm just like shopping for companionship uh, yeah. i don't know that it doesn't need to be that way but i think that that's like kind mm-hmm. of get there fast yeah get there fast um go ahead john well i was just gonna say you know for you guys um in this season that you all have been in 
um, I was I, on the way here. I was just thinking about right, for Christian dudes, you know, like it's like an interesting like conversation a lot of times. But what's something? A lot of times we get in conversations about like during a season of singleness or whatever, however long that season is, if that's lifetime thing, whatever. But um, what for you guys do you see as a, like advantages? Like for this season, because like a lot of times people are like, they talk about like how they make it about themselves. You know what I mean? But what do you what do you see as like advantages during this season of life? Go for it. Yeah, I would say that. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just like the freedom and flexibility that comes with being single. Um, you know, which also has its disadvantages as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. And as I kind of process through it. Um, you know, especially coming out of this past year where there were so many things that you could not do, mm-hmm. it felt more of a disadvantage. So that's, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to maybe dig a little deeper and say, oh, it's such a huge advantage. But there, I mean, the flexibility, you know, can be endless um, as far as just like your your time of, of doing what it is you're pursuing. So Yeah, it's really, you live life under a committee of one. Like yeah. <laughs> Kevin decides if Kevin would like to go do a thing. For sure. Right. Yeah. 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 How have you seen with that flexibility with like, families or friends or like your ability like mentor how's that how do you think that would be different if you were married yeah I I think that you know the whole like I mean just communicating well with someone else you know and learning that whole new kind of aspect of like hey I need to make sure that what I'm choosing to do is you know kind of alongside the person that I'm that I'm dating or whatnot, and making sure that I'm doing a good job of considering that person, uh, which you know I've probably done poorly in the past, and so just making that adjustment uh, consistently. But yeah, yeah. And Adrian, for you, mm-hmm. um, dating, so you're like in this great in between, right? Right. Um, what do you feel like is some of the advantages of being where you're at, like not not married, but also not um, totally single? advantages um are there if there are none you could say uh i would say right now i'm still able to um chronicle life with somebody Mm. you know still go and do things and oh you were there for that you could tell that story when i die or something like that (laughs) but um yeah without without that there's you know there's nobody there to really you know go through life with you i Right now, I love the autonomy. You know, when I'm ready to do something, as soon as I'm ready to get ready, as soon as I'm ready to go, everybody's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey hit me one day. It's four o'clock. I'm at work. He says, "Let's go to D.C." It's Friday. He said, "Let's go to D.C." I said, "What time?" He said, five o'clock." I said, "Okay." That would not happen right. if, I was, <laughs> if yeah. I was married. Um, you know, if I want to walk up the street, grab a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. come home and play. Plants versus zombies for five hours. Right. No one's there to challenge that decision. Yeah, you know, as they probably should be. <laughs> but yeah. And how does that change in the sort of like in between space of dating? So it's like not quite. I mean, you do have one other person to consider yeah. when I don't know going away for a weekend or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but you're not quite to the point where yeah, like you said, like putting your shoes on and walking down the street is a negotiation. Right. Um, did you know, for you, did you notice a big change from single to dating in like what you're able to do and how quickly you're able to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bit of a change. I try to, um, try to date people 
who we have similar lifestyles, similar like understandings of like time and how active I am. And so there is a change there, but nothing, nothing restricting right. so much. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that she's going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tread a great job. <laughs> I'm lucky. Jenny's quit listening to this podcast episodes ago. So I guess no, I'm just kidding. What do you guys, you know, obviously you guys both love Jesus. And what do you, um, what do you see in the kind of Christian single guy culture? Like what's either concerning, what's challenging, mm-hmm. um, what do you wish you saw more of, you know, with guys you interact with? Um, what's something that you're just like, this part's terrible, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, what are some of those things? Uh, yeah, you okay. yeah, I'd love to. Um, uh, you know, I can I can say this by what I observe, but also what I've observed in myself in the past is, you know, the frustration um, kind of digging a little bit deeper is. I think as a Christian man, we, we learn these things in our head, like, Hey, this is how we need to act and how we need to approach women and so on and so forth. And in my own life, maybe have thought that I was further along because mentally I knew what I was supposed to do, but like my past and so on and so forth, hadn't quite yet caught up with, uh, with what I truly believe. So if you will, like my, my actions and my beliefs weren't necessarily in alignment where, where I would want them to be until really, giving other men and like having like a core group of dudes that I just give access to my life and am vulnerable and transparent and like and I initiate pretty much all those relationships mm-hmm. out of the necessity and need to know that hey like I want to be known I want to be fully known by these guys to help counsel me in the direction so that I can be the man uh, the husband one day and the father one day that I aspire to be so what I observe is in like kind of that longing is to see other men just take that step of courage consistently of like sharing their lives with one another, getting, getting a group of guys together. Uh, you know, they're, they're two or three guys that they uh, just confide in and share their life with and don't hide so that they can be fully known and fully loved. Yeah. 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 Very same. Very, uh, very similar. I have a, um, I have a great friend circle. We hold each other accountable. And, uh, this, this year at the beginning of the year, um, I initiated this thing in the group chat and I just said, all right, tell me everything that's that, tell me everything you think about me as far as where do you, do you think I'm hitting the right path mm-hmm. in these areas? Like where are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? Just laid out there. Like we're just, just going. And so we had like, um, everybody, you know, they put some praise in there and then they put <laughs> some like, Hey, you know, agent, you need to tighten up on this in this and in this. And I think you move too fast over here and maybe you move a little too slow over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do the same thing in dating relationships. I um, I think dating in the dark is dangerous, you know, meaning not yeah. not the physical dark, but just mm-hmm. not allowing yourself to be seen. Totally. Um, very, very tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I try to keep people involved as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, How would you guys challenge, like, other single dudes that are going to be listening? You know, I, I would actually say this. How would you challenge single dudes listening but also married guys, mm-hmm. you know, like what would be something you would wish there that would be like, if I could say one thing to the single guys out there and one thing to the married guys, like what would be something advantageous? One thing to the single guys, I would say think fast and act slow. Um, you know, think about in a dating relationship, you know, try to be intentional 
and think as fast as possible. I mean, not rush yourself, but you know, you're not dating by yourself. You're you're interacting with another human being. They have a life. They have goals. They have things like that. They have feelings and emotions. And I know in the past, I've stayed in relationships way too long um, when I knew that I wasn't really into it. So um, for singles, I would say, you know, think fast and have some wise counsel around you. Not guys just your age, but, you know, people who have been married for a long time, their relationships are good from what you can see. Um, Consult with them a lot. For married men, I would say... uh, Spend less time on social media, <laughs> as little as possible. Yeah. Focus on your wife. Mm. Just keep watering that, you know, that grass. And um, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's, it's not better on this side. You know, sometimes I feel like married men. Can, I'll, there's a guy at the corner store. Um, he was telling me he started to uh, find some attraction with this girl at his gym. Mm-hmm. He has a wife at home, and. Um, and he was telling me thinking I was just gonna like laugh at it and stuff like we talk and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, is there another gym you could go to? <laughs> like, like, I don't think you should play with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, to that same point, I, I hear often, you know, I'll be out and about and someone will be like, Hey, you dating anybody? And I'll be like, No, and they'll be like, Oh, you're living the good life, da 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 da. And I'm like, You're married. Like that's that's like a huge aspiration in my life, like a huge aspiration. I would love to see married men really honor their wives in conversation out and about around town um, and cherishing what they what they have in that marriage. You know, it's something that, you know, up to this stage of my life, I have not experienced, but something I greatly desire. Mm-hmm. And like, let's really start to honor and cherish the institution of marriage. And, you know, so to married men, I would say that. And then just as men as a whole, whether you're married or single, like, what an amazing time. It's always an amazing time. No better time than the present to just be real with one another. You know, we don't have to have just surface-level conversations all the time. Like, hey, man, life is a challenge for us all. Let's let's make sure that every single dude um, who, who professes Jesus, you know, as their Lord and Savior, like, let, let's surround ourselves with guys who uh, we're accountable to, we give access to our life to, so that we can grow together. Um, cherishing, you know, you know, having that integrity of whether you're in front of your wife or not in front of your wife and being the same man, you know, in both situations yeah. is so important. I think that's really good. And, and I know, Matt, you have a few guys you do this stuff with, too, you know. Yeah. And um, but it isn't as common, you know. So I Kevin's one of my best friends. So we have a luxury of like we play golf together mm. and we'll walk together for four hours, mm. you know, and have conversations. And it is like a those moments are like critical because not just because I love golf and all that, but like, but because like there's an exchange of conversation and a depth to those conversations and like hearing you talk about the texturing and with Corey and some different things that happen there. And, you know, Matt, when you're hub of, of whether it's around the fire or, you know, in the shed playing (laughs) video games, but like, there's like a, you know, that it's not as common as, you know, we are four guys that, have that but you know if you were to actually go outside and you know even in our church or whatever it's like that piece is lacking a lot of times of men to challenge one another and to have people who like really do know your stuff you know yeah i think that adult men we have a hard time existing outside of the structure that we're handed 
as young men to galvanize us, meaning like, okay, you're on a team, you're in a band, mm-hmm. you're, you know, whatever the thing is, like, so here are your dudes. They're almost, like, assigned to you in a weird way. Um, and that's not bad. But then as you grow up and, like, you're not in sports anymore or, like, you play them casually, you know, you do, like, golfing together or whatever, yeah. rec volleyball or whatever is available to you in the community. Or, you know, I'm just getting a little too old to be going on tour and, like, doing bands and whatever. Um, for, I think... Not all women and not all men, but um, I think for women, there's like an intentionality there mm-hmm. that feels more natural. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just get coffee. And it's like, what are we going to talk about? Women are not going to be like, well, what are we going to talk about if we get coffee? That's weird. Whereas <laughs> like if you go to a dude and you're like, you want to just like get coffee um, and they're not secure and you're not secure, then it's automatically like, well, this is weird. What are we doing? <laughs> like we're dating or are we, what are we doing? Um, because I think we are handed those structures as kids even for me as like trying as hard as i could to be outside of the structure dropping out of high school and all that stuff like the guys in my band were my guys like for better for worse you know um but as i got older and we had to get jobs and and like not do the band anymore you know it was like well what do i do who are my people anymore i think that's that's tough and it takes an amount of effort that a lot of men are not willing to put forward Mm -hmm. um because it's like we're willing to like get up in the morning and go do kettlebell workouts mm-hmm. or willing to go to do hard things uh, to, to like deal with for married men and or with our kids or to deal with our sure. jobs or whatever. But the hardest thing sometimes that we will avoid eternally is just that really brief, awkward moment of like, I don't really know what we're supposed to do, but I mm. feel like you and I are supposed to hang out, I guess. <laughs> like, can we do something together? Yeah. I, to that point, I mean, yeah. I love how you brought up the sports teams or the bands and like, you know, those, how that all works together when you're younger and then it changes as you get older. Uh, it takes intentionality. It takes risk mm-hmm. and being intentional with men and, and there probably will be some rejection. We fear that. Um, but also I think that it's just really relinquishing that control Mm -hmm. to another dude of saying, Hey, I want to trust you with some of the stuff I'm dealing with. That's very hard, but that's also where life is lived just on the other side of, of like relinquishing that. Totally. And that's where like real brotherhood is built Mm -hmm. and you can still go throw the ball and, you know, be a boy and all that stuff, no matter what it is you like. But that's how you really have a, have a dude's back is when you really know what's going Mm -hmm. on inside. There isn't, you know, it's interesting because like. I do think there's a band of brotherhood element that it feels like, not that women don't need it, that's not true, but like it feels like they operate easier in the fluidity of, of that, whereas mm-hmm. it feels like men need, you know, so we all talk about like a band, a sports team, a, like right. something that was just mm-hmm. like some kind of crew that right. <laughs> like, right. you know, galvanized something, you know, and so um, for you guys, when you think about structure, you know, Matt brought up a good point about like given a structure, like growing up mm-hmm. and what for you all like helped shape you maybe for the good in your structure growing up that has impacted like this season of your life. And what are some things or something that maybe you're challenged by wrestling with right now, dealing with the structure you experienced before that you're like, man, that wasn't good. That plays, you know, has played out in a lot of ways that I'm trying to mm-hmm. like fix now does that make sense yeah i guess I'm, I'm thinking about the word structure so i went an example of that you mean like with the sports teams bands things like this or your got... model of like fatherhood yeah. or like oh, what okay. you saw as like a 
how does how does a man be a man? Okay. You know, what does that yeah. look like? That, that formed a certain structure. And how you All right. Um, well, my father, my biological father, I felt was like a great father. He was great to my mom. I never saw them argue. Uh, they ended up getting divorced uh, when I was maybe 10 or 11. And after that, I found out that they would argue. They just wouldn't argue around us. Um, but what I saw from him was good father, good husband, you know, taking care of the taking care of his, you know, stuff he had to take care of. But he was in the military. He's Marine for 20 years. So, like, he would be gone for a year mm-hmm. at some time, like Kuwait, Haiti, mm-hmm. Japan, stuff like that. And so I spent a lot of time without him. And then, um, so there was some gaps there. My mother got remarried uh, to my stepfather, and they were celebrating 20 years this month. And um, he showed me another version of manhood. And it was a little... It was a lot different. Like both of my dad and my stepfather, they both kind of grew up not rich at all, like no money for real. And um, my father's but very strict military, just kind of very funny guy, though, very fun loving and stuff like that, but very strict and rigid like this. My stepfather was kind of like from the streets. And so he had a different way of Mm -hmm. doing things. And he would challenge me in different ways that my father wouldn't. But I... 100% 100% love the way he treats my mom. Mm. He comes in the house, he's singing her name, he romances her, he's mm. taking her out, like, you know, just put some music on, they'll be dancing in the living room. He's a jovial kind of guy. Um, and he just, he he just makes her laugh, smile all the time. Um, and they have their, you know, their issues too, but um, that that's a model that I, I know that's I want cool. to um, do. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, just thinking the structure um, in my household growing up, and, and I love both my parents. And um, my dad is unbelievably brilliant when it comes to getting things done and uh, building a business. And I grew up in a family business. And so that mentality of like getting things done and accomplishing things and, uh, you know, sell, you know, making sale after sale after sale is a great thing when it comes to business. It's not necessarily a great structure to approach relationships with, whether it's a dating relationship or friendship, um, because sometimes it can be a little bit more or too fast-paced, if you will, um, and without proper boundaries. It, and I mean proper boundaries, you know, to, to keep you in the in the lane you want to be in. It can just be uh, detrimental to any relationship because you're just kind of running through relationships kind of seeing people as a means to an end versus who they really are and the beauty of who people really are. Um, and so observing that may have taken me a little longer than I you know, would like, but here we are, and that's one of the best things about having a healthy community and Hill City, Hill City being a part of that, huge part of that, is now being aware that, hey, this is not the best way to approach this. Let's pause for a moment. Let's sit back. What have I learned from the mistakes, from the challenged relationships and, you know, let's instill those boundaries so that, you know, I can still be myself, but with, you know, some guardrails, some, some boundaries to keep me in, in the lane. That's good. Um, I think this will probably be our last question. Um, what is one thing for, for you all at the different phases of where you're at relationally in life? What's one question? What's the big question ahead? Like, what's the one big question that you're trying to um, sort out? There's a million little questions, too. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say the one, I think 
The biggest fear for me personally is being in a relationship with someone or being married with someone and feeling alone. Mm-hmm. And so like I know where I am now, there's a lot of things where I don't feel alone and then times you, that you do. If there's anything 2020 brought us was, you know, uh, you know, an awareness of, man, I feel lonely right now. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people have wrestled with that. And um, so, yeah, will once I like how will I know if I'm in a healthy enough place to be to date someone and to move forward into marriage? And also when I'm in that place and when I do meet that person, will I feel not alone? Well, I feel like I've got someone rolling with me. Uh, pursuing the things, the same things I'm pursuing, and so on and so forth. So that you know, people say you know that coin phrase like "you complete me," and I, you know I don't necessarily believe that, but there's an element of like there's a void that you desperate that you really want someone to be a part of your life. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my dating phase right now, one of the biggest questions probably, uh, what is the point? of asking me where do you want to eat if you're going to say no to every option I bring up. You already know know where you'd like to eat and you'd like for me to guess. Is it a game? Yeah, truly. Um, No, it's not a problem. It doesn't get better. (laughs) Um, Honestly, that was a really good one actually, Kevin. Uh, But uh, honestly, my, my question is probably what, I'm still learning what is, what are the most critical qualities that I would need in a partner mm-hmm. and I'm learning you know the more I go through life those they get clearer those qualities get clearer and then also they change um, and so you know I kind of have like a, a top five things that I'm looking for you know the list get, sometimes gets shorter as I get older mm-hmm. it's like, you know, maybe, maybe she doesn't have to be this mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah that's that's really what I'm looking for what it, you know because you do think about when I finally do choose someone mm-hmm. and marry them and we start to build a life together, you know, am are they going to, is it going to be, I don't know how I'm, how I'm supposed to say this. I just want us to be as compatible as possible. Mm-hmm. I heard in the last podcast, we, um, I think it was Natalie that was talking about humor. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, that's a Huge. big one. Um, but um, I heard you rebuttal that, you know, that can grow. <laughs> they can grow sometimes. Um, but for me, some of the most important things are just, you know, faith. Uh, get it. Hopefully you want to have a family because mm-hmm. you know, I want one. Um, Got to be fine. <laughs> That's number one, faith, actually. Faith, family, and fine. Faith, family, and fine. It's <laughs> very strong. <laughs> it's a very... Oh, but it's be, it'd be fine, faith. <laughs> Honestly, if, what's the point, you know? All right, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I think that especially when you're in the the dating, like currently having a person you're dating phase, yeah. it's this weird thing of, well, we play well together, but like, do we want to start a business together? <laughs> you know, like, right. Right, mm-hmm. it, like we work well together, but like marriage, there's an aspect of it that's romantic and there's an aspect of it that's like poetic and, and all that stuff. Um, but there's also an aspect of it. If we take Genesis as an example of a good, mar- you know, of like God's plan for marriage or whatever, it's like, well, here's your partner. Like now you guys have to tend to the earth together. <laughs> so right. It's like, you don't necessarily need to like gaze lovingly into one another's eyes, though that helps really what I need you to do is like get this thing done together. Like you can't do it on your own. So here's a, mm. here's a partner yeah. and it's cold. I mean like, you know, you don't want to get into a thing where 
we're just regressing back to like arranged marriages in which it's like okay your family is this many goats and my family is this many goats and what it doesn't matter if we're attracted to one another you know there is an aspect of it that you don't want to throw the baby out with bathwater either it's like is this make good sense there's certainly been times in jenny and i's marriage where it hasn't been very romantic and i think every marriage has that but we've never i don't know that we've ever faltered on like we make a good not, not mine Lacey. <laughs> yeah always perfect <laughs> um we, I don't think we've ever faltered on like you are clearly the person I said to her the other day because we were just have we were going through stuff with school with the kids and 2020 going on forever and all this stuff and I was just I I, I hugged her and I said you're the only person I would want to live this nightmare with um, and I think that's a lot but, of what it but is but that is something yeah no like, I think she's not the cure she's not gonna wake me up and make the nightmare more re- more of a dream or yeah. unicorns mm-hmm. and rainbows but she's the person who I want you know living this waking nightmare that right. COVID with. That is some, I think sometimes, like, even as people get older or whatever, that list, mm-hmm. I think there are things that become important, of course, that deeply matter in how you're designing your personality, you know, all that stuff, you know, it, it matters. But, you know, really it's like, what I always tell people is like, trajectory of someone's life is important. Like, when you get with them, like, their trajectory mm-hmm. as a person um, in particular, in their faith, like that trajectory is critical when you're with someone. the The attraction element, I know we joked about it. Of course, you want to be attracted mm-hmm. to the person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then there is like, what's what is that one maybe maybe two, you know that that deeply matters because you do want to laugh with a person, you know. And I was even when I said that last time that that part grows. Like I, Lisa and I laughed when we started dating, but we laugh harder now. You know, like that, that's mm. like, a, like that part does grow and, but it matters in the, in the beginning. And so I think all the other things that sometimes we put out there don't necessarily have to, be. it's like Matt could have said, like, I want someone who like, likes the same type of music or, I mean, I had yeah. that. I was like, I need, I want to marry an athlete. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about Lacey's athletic prowess. <laughs> Non-existent. <laughs> and, and so, but like, that was like something when I took a step back for a second, I was like, you know what? Actually, what do I really want? And the reality is, is I can play basketball. I can play golf. I can do the athletic things I want to, you know, but what I really want is someone who passionately loves Jesus, you know, and the trajectory is that way. Someone I can laugh with and someone I'm attracted to, you know, and it's like you, you get those things in place. I think sometimes people skip over people, you know, for, Mm -hmm. you know, because they don't like the same music or they don't, like the same hobbies or whatever mm-hmm. but you know the truth is is like if you've got the right trajectory right heart and there's a obviously that physical attraction does matter um there when you've got those things in place the other stuff grows simply because love yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like a that's a piece to this too yeah for sure cool well thanks guys thanks for coming Thank on and bearing your single souls slash dating souls <laughs> Um, for us and just making the time to, to come in and, and hang out. You got it, man. Super appreciate it. Appreciate thanks, you guys. guys. Yeah. Definitely honor. Thank, and thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you have questions, quips, quotes, comments, or concerns, you can email them to staycurious at hillcityrva.com. Make sure to rate and review us uh, when you get a chance and share the episode so that other people can get in on the conversation. And as always, remember, till next time, to stay curious. curious.